Paul ends the prayer of verses 14 through 19 with what we usually call a doxology. He's going to praise the glory of God, but let's see what the focus is. Now, to him who is able above all things to do far beyond the things we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory. That's what we mean by doxology. We are praising the glory of God. We are rendering up our hearts, delight in, knowledge of, admiration of the glory of God. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So, Father, as we just take one tremendously important moment to focus on the climax of chapters 1 through 3 in praise to your glory, grant that our hearts would see why that is, would feel the wonder of the glory, and would join Paul in this doxology, I pray in his name, in Jesus' name. Amen. What's the focus of this doxology? The focus is power. He is able to do according to power. He is able to do more than you can imagine according to the power at work within us. So the focus is on God's ability and God's power yielding praise to glory in the church and glory in Christ. This phrase, above all things, means nothing can stop this ability or this power. He is able above all things. He cannot be thwarted. Not thwarted. Nothing can stand in his way successfully. Paul is celebrating the sovereignty of this power. Notice, it's not power way out there over the ocean or way down here across the other side of town or way over there in somebody else's life. It is power at work in us. This is the same power back in the prayer just before where he asks that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. That's the focus. Power at work within us. So don't don't generalize this verse right away to mean there's great things to be done in politics or great things to be done in uh, healing some sick person. This is power at work within us precisely in tune with what Paul was praying here. He wanted this power in us so that with Christ dwelling in our hearts, we would experience a rootedness and a foundedness in love and would comprehend with all the saints the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ and be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what he's after. And he's saying 
God is powerful and able with the power at work within us to do precisely what he just said he would do, namely, reveal to us the height and depth and length and breadth of the love of Christ and give us a taste of God's fullness. That's the focus here. This power isn't just any power. This is the power at work within us to do what verses 17 to 19 prayed would happen. The glory that we want to celebrate, therefore, because of the power that enables us to taste the love of God and the fullness of God beyond anything we could imagine. And, and before, before I draw attention to this, I should say, let me just focus on this right here for a minute. This, these things that God is able to do for us are beyond not only what we ask, but what we think and are afraid to ask. <laughs> or beyond what we're even able to think. And don't make the mistake of failing to connect, think with surpasses knowledge. Remember? May, may you have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. You are not able to think your way into this, and you are not able to ask anything that goes beyond what God is able to give you in experiencing the love of Christ. That's the focus I don't want you to miss. He's been praying that you would know, that I would know the love of Christ, its breadth, length, height, and depth, and all the fullness of God experienced as what can be enjoyed through the love of Christ. And he's saying here, that experience surpasses what the mind can conceive and achieve. And here he's saying, he is able to do that. He is able by the power at work within us to show us the height and depth and length and breadth of the love of Christ and give us the fullness of God beyond what we have powers to comprehend or to think. Now, to him be glory. So we're going to glorify God for this power that reveals the love of God and the fullness of God. We're going to glorify God. And that glory first is glory in the church. And that reminds us of chapter 3, verse 10. The goal of Paul's preaching is that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities. So it's in Paul's mind already that the church is the theater. The church is the showcase of the glories of God. In this case, wisdom, and in this case, power. And this power is to reveal love, the love of Christ in all of its fullness. And this glory that shines forth from the church's experience of the love of God, the, the center of it is Jesus. 
We don't have glory in the church in and of ourselves. Jesus Christ is the one that we have built our lives on and sunk our roots in and therefore are perceiving and enjoying the fullness of. So Jesus Christ is the one who in this prayer is central. May Christ dwell in you. And in dwelling in you, may your life be rooted in him, and may your life be founded on him, and as you are rooted and founded on him, may you have strength to comprehend breadth, length, height, and depth of the love of Christ. That's what he's praying for, and that's what we're glorifying him for. He's going to get glory in the church. Because we experience Jesus Christ like that. So, to him be glory in the church as the theater and the showcase of where this happens. And to him be glory in Jesus Christ, who is the sum and substance of the fullness of God and all that God is for us to enjoy in Jesus. So, conclusion. All of chapters 1 through 3 come to climax. All this doctrine comes to climax in a prayer for God's fullness experienced in the love of Jesus. It all terminates on a desire, a longing, and a request for a supernatural work in answer to prayer that God's fullness would be our portion and praise. That's verses 20 and 21. Praise for the glory of that fullness in the church. What a calling we have. And what a treasure we have. Let's be sure to terminate all of our praying, all of our thinking, all of our feeling, all of our doing, all of our worshiping, all of our lives in giving glory to God.